Kong, ten times, or in the case of this movie, 100 times the time, the, the height of a man. Welcome to Jake's Review Corner, the podcast where amateur fans voice their opinions on movies, TV, and anything pop culture from blockbuster hits to trashy cult classics. I'm your host, Jacob Daniel, and today I'm joined by Sean. Sean, give me five fun facts about yourself. All right, my favorite movie is Alien. You're so stupid. Great. Um, my dad was born and raised in England. Did he want to have an ugly son? Maybe, cause damn, <laughs> that hurts, man. Um, my favorite song at the moment is uh, uh what's that post Malone song? I can't think of it. Uh, can't even be. Played. I like Weezer. Yeah, Go. sure. <laughs> uh, I think this movie is gonna be an underrated classic, and I'm drinking boba tea right we now. We haven't announced the movie yet. Okay, next question. What, you need one more? <laughs> uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, Foster Pants. All right, very good, very good. Guys, today we are discussing 2021's Godzilla vs. Kong, the giant movie mashup that people have been waiting for years. Um, growing up, I was definitely a hardcore Kong fan where Sean has told me many times that he loves Godzilla, so he's the perfect person to come on this show to discuss how wrong Godzilla no, is I, as a character. Look how many movies Kong has versus how many movies Godzilla has. Yeah, because Kong hit it on the mark the first time, so he didn't need 500 different movies. But no, it's like it's not like they're just remaking Godzilla because Godzilla's bad. It's the fact that they're just making so many more different weird mutated villains for him. All right, perfect. <laughs> so he's from he's from Japan. What do you want me to do? I'm not Japanese. I'm not like yes, more Godzilla movies. All right, so since you're this Godzilla expert, uh, how about you go ahead and you introduce the character of Godzilla to me? How about you you tell me a little um, bit about Godzilla? So Godzilla, there's so many different rewrites of him because I, the way that the twenty was it 2014, the Aaron Taylor Johnson movie. Yeah, the Quicksilver I, movie. <laughs> the Quicksilver Scarlet Witch movie. Um, I don't. They don't. They didn't do it the same way they did back in like. I don't want to say 50s. I think it was even earlier. Or, no, it was probably later than 50s. Yeah, I mean, you you don't have to talk about this specific Godzilla. I'm just saying, give me any information you have about Godzilla. You Godzilla, know. he was just he's just a mutated lizard, pretty much. Big man lizard. He's a metaphor for what we did to Japan and Pearl Harbor. Literally, that's exactly what it is. But um, I'm pretty sure... I know this one, they're called Titans in the original. It's just like, they're like the gods... Mm-hmm. stuff like that and then they, they are from like mutated radioactive stuff like all like the villains were and so was godzilla like it's not like human experimentation did it it's just like the cause of what humans did created this yeah and, and they took a lot of liberties with naming this stuff in the monster verse legacy and warner brothers monster verse which this movie takes place and then i'll explain kong for us a little bit so king kong first appeared in the 1933 movie king kong where he's just a giant ape on Skull Island, which is kidnapped, he's brought to New York, escapes, and then he dies after he falls and he gets shot. Uh, I mean, we've all heard the stories before. This is a real big, this whole story is a big, like, United States monster versus Japan monster. Pretty much. Did you know there was actually a Japanese Godzilla vs. Kong movie already? Yes, so that was King Kong vs. Godzilla, and that came out in the 60s. I didn't see that. So, there's actually two versions of that movie. There's the Japanese version, and then the American version was done like they were almost doing a news report on it. And the whole movie is like a giant news report. And they have like different sources coming in. And So glad I didn't see that. I don't know. I've, I've watched the enough snippets you need to watch of that movie. But anyway, back to this movie. 
Godzilla vs. Kong, starring Alexander Skarsgård as Dr. Nathan Lind, Millie Bobby Brown as Madison Russell, returning from Godzilla King of the Monsters, Rebecca Hall as Dr. Eileen Andrews, Brian Tyree Henry as Bernie Hayes, Julian Dennis Josh Valentine, and Kaylee Holt or Hotel is Jaya. Gia. Gia? Gia? Was it Gia? That's the little girl, right? I didn't bother to learn these forgettable people's I don't think names. I never said her name, so I'm gonna take a guess well, and assume that's they her. They said her names, but like, let's be honest, it's a monster movie, and these characters, no one cares about. They care oh, about. No, I will be honest, and I knew Doctor Nate's name, and then you kept going, and I'm like, I know the actors' names. I didn't know their names in the actual movie. I don't know, man. For me, like, the human characters have just never been that compelling, you know? Like, I think they're great, and once again, I think it's great that, you know, they brought Millie Bobby Brown back to play Madison, but, you know, it's an ever-changing cast. Like, literally, her friend is the kid from Deadpool 2, who, you know, I like him a lot, and I think he's a great actor, but, like, super forgettable. Yeah, and this, the, the two things I have wrong with that, at least when it comes with, um, the Deadpool, the Deadpool two kid was one. Where is he before this movie? Like, why is he suddenly, like, unless like in high school, five year difference from King of Monsters, they just became friends for no reason. Which whatever. And then the second thing is, I just feel like out of all the characters in this movie, he doesn't just fit. Like, he's a he. I don't think he's a bad character. He has like some like relief to it. Whereas like when they're with Bernie and Millie Bobby Brown's character. They both know exactly what's going on, and he's just kind of like this dumbfounder, like, I'm just here for the ride, trying to make sense of it. And I like that. I like that there's, like, this character that kind of doesn't know everything that's going on, so, like, he can, like, learn with us. But he just doesn't fit. Like, I don't know if it's the writing or if it is his acting, but it doesn't Well, fit. And, and the thing is, I don't think anyone watched this movie... And immediately after, they were like, you know what? I really liked this character. I liked this specific human ca- I liked Alexander Skarsgård's performance. Now, the, you know, you watch this movie and you go, man, I loved Godzilla. And man, I loved Kong. And I mean, as you should. I mean, they're the titular character. Their names are in the title. Their names are literally in the title. I really thought in this movie as well, just a weird fact that when I first heard of it, I thought like Kong was like going to get his title of king kong because of like what happened and that's another thing is they don't call him king kong at all in this Mm -hmm. series they didn't call him king kong on the skull island movie and i think that's a little bit due to i think there's copyright behind the name king kong even though this is still the same character i don't think they can call him king kong i think they can only call him kong but they also supersized Kong for this movie. So, for retrospect, in, like, the original 1933 movie, Kong was big enough that he could climb the, you know, I think he climbed... Empire State Building. Empire State Building. In this movie, Kong is 335 feet tall. So he is the Empire State Building. <laughs> He's the Empire State Building if the Empire State Building had another Empire State Building built oh, on yeah. top of it. While Godzilla is standing at 393 feet. That's insane. Like, I, I didn't really think about that until you said it, because I don't know how you are, like, this podcast about spoilers and stuff, but this scene in Hong Kong... Mm-hmm. He's taller than everything. Well, yeah, you gotta say There's spoilers no on this podcast, man. You gotta, you gotta, spoilers. You gotta get real close to my thing. You gotta go. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> well, spoil. Well, I'm not gonna go too in depth about it because I do want people to watch the movie, obviously, and listen to this podcast. But there is a there is a fight scene in Hong Kong. I will say that much. And just going off what Jacob said, yeah, they're they're like three times the size of most movie. Not most, they're, but they're they're pretty big. And Hong Kong's a big city, so. Yeah, because you've been to Hong Kong. Where's your factual evidence that tells me right now? (laughs) No, I don't have any, so I'll get back to you on that. When I go to to Hong Kong, I'll take pictures and send them to you. Yeah, so this movie was directed by uh, Adam Wingard, who, funnily enough, did the worst anime movie I've ever watched, which he directed uh, Death Note. Oh, like the movie? like the Yeah, the the one with uh, Nate Wolf with the highlights. No, 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 what's his name? Oh my god, I can't, he, uh, Spider-Man, Green Goblin villain, what's his name? Oh, oh my god. What's his oh, name? I love him! Oh my god, um. Light, in Lighthouse 2, what's his name? Why are you doing? Willem Dafoe! Th- yeah, Willem I was gonna <laughs> say, I was gonna say, I know his name, why are you, like, messing me up right now? I don't know. Yeah, William Dafoe played Ryuk. Ryuk. <laughs> but I don't, 
I don't blame Adam Wingard for that. That movie was trash from the second. They're like, you know what we need to do? Let's make a localized version of Death Note. And let's, and they probably started, they were probably holding hands when they thought of this. They're like, let's ruin the concept of Death Note. (laughs) And let's make it super duper white. Oh yeah, the writing was terrible. Oh my God, it's, it's just a bad movie. I mean, as as most Netflix original movies. <laughs> That's exactly what I was I thinking. think, like, during the pandemic, a lot of things were getting ruined for me. But definitely the whole video-on-demand scene was ruined for yeah. me. Because I just feel like Netflix original movies, regardless of the heart and probably the care and the money that is thrown at them, just doesn't compare to, like, actual movies that are put in theaters. Split cinema films, yeah. Now, I'm definitely not upset about it because I love HBO Max, but HBO Max is, like, everything getting released to it and every, you know, you get to watch the movies the same day that they come out in theaters. It's great, you know, for people who want to socially distance and not go to theaters, but I feel like you you lose a little bit when you don't lose watch it. experience, in... yeah. Me, as I say this, as I watched Kong versus Godzilla in my basement. No, no, I, I agree. I watched... Uh, Godzilla King of Monsters uh, back when it came out in this like awesome 40x theater it's like a ride almost like the seats move like you, you, it's like other things happen with it it was awesome and then I watched Godzilla vs. Kong and I was in my college dorm room well I tried to, I actually tried to go see it in theaters like I went to my AMC and I showed up and it was sold out for the time I wanted to go see it and I thought about being a dick and I thought about buying a ticket for like I think it was Ryan the Last Dragon and just sneaking in there but Decided against it. I was like, you know what, whatever. I'll. Yeah. I already. So on the day it came out, I went downstairs and I watched it. And the next day is when I tried to go to AMC. And I, I've seen a couple movies in theaters since AMC reopened. Um, I saw Nobody with Bob. Um, oh, oh, was that good? Oh my god, it was phenomenal. I loved it. Right. It is John Wick. If he was a suburban dad and he's just, <laughs> no one killed his dog, but someone stole his daughter's bracelet. And it just so leads it's like to some. it's taken mixed with it's, John Wick almost? It's, it's great. And like, I didn't even know Christopher Lloyd was going to be in the movie. And then he was. I will definitely have to, at some point, do a review on Nobody. Maybe not on this first season of Jake's Review Corner. Maybe later down the line when people have already seen it. But here's the question. Do you think, is Godzilla vs. Kong going to be the movie that kind of, like, saves theaters, you think? I definitely think at the moment it's going to start helping. Because there is, um, HBO or Warner Brothers, let's say Warner Brothers, have thrown a lot out there. Space Jam 2 is going to be there in July. We have a Mortal Kombat coming out in two weeks. That's also hitting theaters and HBO Max. I'm not going to say that Godzilla vs. Kong will be, like, Yes, it is the savior of film and theaters and everything like that, but it's definitely helping it. It's definitely doing more than what Tenet did, because I remember they hyped up Tenet. They hyped up Tenet to be the movie that was going to save theaters. Like It was going to be like, no, we're not releasing this on the video on demand. You can only go see it in theaters. It's going to be the best movie you've ever seen. And I went and saw it in theaters. I went and saw it in an empty theater, and I was very underwhelmed. I, I like the movie. Do I think it's his best work? No. Did I think it was a bit too long? Yeah. Did it make sense? No. <laughs> but I think I think the thing about what Tenet can't do with Godzilla vs. Kong, Kong kind of does, is Godzilla vs. Kong is just a fun movie. It's it knows not, what it is. It No, it... Yes, exactly. It knows what it is. It's just a super fun, dumb, monster fight movie. Where Tenet is this movie that you have constantly going through your head yeah you're like what is this how are they moving time back why doesn't the protagonist have a name (laughs) question (laughs) that was kind of cool at first and then like if you do decide to rewatch you're like it was cool the first time now i'm just kind of like i don't want to keep hearing him saying i'm the protagonist i'm the protagonist okay i'm the don't don't you know i'm I'm the the protagonist protagonist. (laughs) it's like that's great like what's your first name pete (laughs) (laughs) John Damon Washington Jr.'s name in the movie is Pete. That'd be great. I also think a reason why Godzilla vs. Kong is just, like, being smarter about it is, like, I'm not saying the pandemic's ending, but it's getting better with vaccines. So, like, things are happening right now. Like, with theaters, the theaters are opening back up. Most theaters, I'm pretty sure, open back up now. Whereas when Tenet did come out, what, October, November? Some places I think were it was still... September. Oh, really? I don't know. 
I saw it in November, I think. But I remember, like, places were still even shut down. Most states were still restricted. Yeah. So, like, you couldn't even go see the movie if you wanted to because of the decisions made for it. And it's definitely, you know, it, it depending on where you live, I know it's definitely hard. But, like I said, I think Godzilla vs. Kong is just a better movie to bring people to the theaters than Tenet was. Yes. And there, you know, there's movies kind of for everyone coming out in theaters right now. You know, there's Raya the Last Dragon. I haven't seen it. I've only heard great things about it. I, I like how in that movie they gave, um, I think it's Kelly Tran. Who, I don't know anything about the movie, to be honest. I don't know a lot about the movie. All I know is it's the Star Wars girl who got a lot of backlash. Oh, the Rose Girl. Yeah, the Rose Girl finally, you know, she has a lead role and she's voicing the lead character. And I think that's great, especially after the Star Wars community yeah. bullied her off social media oh really i didn't know it was that bad i mean i didn't like rose yeah i mean i mean of course it was that bad i uh, they blamed her for why the last jedi was terrible i don't know the only thing i really have to say about godzilla versus kong is i would have added the tagline dawn of justice and at one point i wish they would have both just yelled martha at each other Oh my god, why'd you have to say that? Kong's just can like, we, how, Kong's get, just like, how do you know that name? Can we, can we get a Kong vs. Godzilla Snyder Cut, please? Where it's just five hours long of Godzilla vs. Kong Kong. You know, actually, I'd be down if it had more fight scenes. I think would have been I, You know what, I'll personally say, I think the amount of fight scenes in the movie was just the right amount. I think Adam Wingard did a great job with this movie, and I'm excited for what other movie he does next. Apparently, he's supposed to do the Thundercat reboot movie. Uh, where they want Ryan Reynolds to play Lionel. Lionel? Yeah. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is playing Lionel. He better have the, like, freaking leotard on, man. <laughs> I better see some, like, flowing hair, a bulge on the leotard. I want to see it all, man. <laughs> I want full 80s cat vibes coming from that man. That, that, I don't even know that's up to Ryan Reynolds, though. I feel like that's all. If it is Adam Wingard doing it. It's, yeah, it's, pro- it's probably going to be an animated movie. Uh, all right, let's get right to it. The synopsis for... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was practicing. I was trying to pronounce this. The synopsis. Er, the synopsis for Godzilla vs. Kong is usually I read the back of, like, DVD covers, but since this movie is still in theaters and on demand, I'm going to come up with my own. Oh, no! (laughs) Big monkey! Oh, no! Big lizard! Boom, boom, pow! Monkey magic. I hate that that's actually pretty accurate, though. Like, of course there's the human plot, but no one cares about the human plot. I really debated when I was writing up the plot, you know, because obviously... I try to have the plot in hand so I can fact check and whatnot. I was writing out the plot and I was like, man, this podcast could easily just be 20 minutes of me going, okay, so forget about the human characters. Let's just talk about the giant monkey. <laughs> I mean, I can do that too. That, that's, that's a good reason. For All right, video. guys, this is your final warning. This is the spoiler alert. Everything following this will have spoilers for Godzilla vs. Kong 2021. You ready? You set? You buckled up? Nope. Well, let's get going. The plot to Godzilla vs. Kong. It has been five years after Godzilla defeated King Ghidorah, and Kong is just J-chillin' on Skull Island. Except things are not J-chill on Skull Island. Kong is almost a prisoner. You know, Monarch has come, invaded the island, and they're basically keeping uh, Kong... I want to call him King Kong so bad, but you know what? That's not... That's not the same monkey. It's not the same monkey. You know what? It's disrespectful what to Kong. Kong's like his son, and we just like figure out that actually that'd be kind of dumb. Yeah, it, it's exactly <laughs> dumb. You know they did that once. They they so fun fact. Yeah, yeah. Wait, I think I've seen that before. Fun fact: When King Kong came out in 1933, a sequel came out the same year, and it was called Son of Kong. And people try to forget about it because it's so freaking terrible. It's basically about Kong's son, who is just a smaller ape. And he dies by drowning at the end of the movie. Yeah, spoiler oh. alert for this movie that no one ever references because it's dumb. Also, okay, so now we've gotten away from the plot of Godzilla vs. Kong. All right, back to the plot. Monarch just, you said Monarch, that's what you meant. Yeah, so there's two power players in the giant titan game. There's Apex and there's Monarch. So Monarch are the people that's kind of keeping control of Kong right now and they're keeping him hidden away from Godzilla in this giant dome because well because Godzilla as shown in the last movie is hunting down any titan 
you know, and he's yeah, going out of his... They sense each other. I, I don't think Kong can really sense. I think Godzilla can really sense. I think Kong just is a natural kind of, like, tracker and hunter animal. Yeah. Because he monkey. Because <laughs> he monkey. <laughs> I can defeat Godzilla because I monkey. <laughs> Also on Skull Island is Gia, the last native of the Skull Island people who is the only survivor. I already said that. What am I doing? <laughs> no, you didn't say that about the survivor, did you? I thought I did. So anyway, she's the, la- she's the last survivor of the people, and she has been adopted by Eileen Andrews, who is the Kong Doctor. I don't know. They use- That's a really funny name. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Was Kong Doctor the actual, like... I don't think that's what they said, but I've... I could rewatch it and be completely wrong. I think they were like Professor of Kong. I'm gonna I'm gonna use a better title and I'm gonna the call director it Director of Kong Control? I don't know. Confrontation? She <laughs> leads the confrontation. <laughs> okay. Alright. So Gia's deaf, so her and Eileen communicate through sign language, and what we don't know is that Gia can actually sign language with Kong. And then we get the like probably the coolest intro to a movie I've seen in forever. Tying the events to Godzilla and the previous Kong movie, which I know it would have been impossible to have anyone from the Skull Island movie come in, but I wish, like, you know what, I almost wish that Alexander Skarsgård character was, like, I don't know, maybe the grandson or son of the two characters from Skull Island. I kind of wish, like, you know, they talk about having, like, an older brother that you don't really talk about. Yeah. I wish that was Tom Hiddleston. Like, that would have been kind of cool. Or, yeah. like, his, not, like, older brother, because it's, like, 30 years or whatever, but, like, maybe his father. Maybe, like, his father would have been cool. And maybe, like, it, they could have been, like, well, my father died on his second excursion back to Skull Island. You know, something like that. Something to give us some freaking... Bring back Samuel L. Jackson, even I... though he's dead. <laughs> yeah. Bring him back. I was about to say, he, that guy definitely died at the end of that Bring movie. Bring him back. <laughs> Bring him back in a Force Ghost in a movie that has nothing to do with Star Wars. <laughs> He's Kong's Force Ghost. Oh, that's great. All right, well. So after the cool intro that has the bright colors that say Godzilla versus Kong, we meet Bernie Hayes. I don't like him. You don't like Bernie? I, his he's, character. Well, he's weird, but... So, Bernie uh, Bernie works at Apex, where he claims to be an undercover agent, and just like every other American citizen, he has a podcast. <laughs> He's working at Apex to expose the truth, where he gets a lead on some info. While he's trying to recover that info, though, Godzilla attacks, which super unexpected. But it would happen in Pensacola, Florida, obviously. Why is that? What? Why is, why is that? Because it's Florida. Floridians deserve it. I'm kidding. I'm from Florida, so... It's Pensacola, Florida. What do you want? So during the Godzilla attack, Bernie sneaks down to the lab, knocked out by a Godzilla ray or something, and he comes face-to-face with the mechanical... It was a mechanical eye, right? Yeah, it was the eye. It was that beating red eye that he saw. So, of course, in the new, the next scene, we get a news report about the Godzilla attack, and who do we see? Cool girl Millie Bobby Brown. And she goes to her dad who was a great character in the last movie, some would say the central protagonist of the last movie, who gets all of two scenes in this movie. He actually had good writing in the in the movie before, in my opinion. I didn't, I didn't, so I'll say it, I didn't like King of Monsters that much. I thought, you know, it didn't have enough Godzilla in the title to deserve the name Godzilla. But anyway, obviously a central character, and the dad's like, you need to stop listening to these podcasts. They're filling your mind with trash. Granted, great point. Yeah. Not every, not everyone deserves a podcast, yes. except Jake's Review Corner, because one day we will be the third best Steve Buscemi rated podcast, if we're lucky. What are the top two? What, what are the two ahead of you? The two ahead of me? Uh, probably like now, um, how did this get made and now playing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's hard right. being the third best, you know? What can I say? You know, I've been at the game for five episodes. I try to bring on fun guests. I try to bring on Lucas Freeman, but Ooh, things things fall through. Out. Things yeah. fall through. We can only hope one day we can get the legend on this show. <laughs> All right. Then enter cool guy Alexander Skarsgård, who is Dr. Nate Lynn. Nate has published books on Hollow Earth and has a very big theory about it. He's recruited by Walter Simmons and Ray Sirizawa, who work for Ape. Well, one owns 
one owns Apex, the other one just works for it, and we don't really know the connections. Until later. Until later, but we also will. Ren is apparently the son of the Asian guy from the first, the from the first movie. I didn't. I would have never guessed. I would have. I never would have guessed that either because this guy only has five scenes in this movie. Yeah, I never heard his name until you just said it as well when I watched the movie. Walter wants Nate to go to Hollow Earth and recruit a power source using his heaves. Now Nate's reluctant since his brother died trying to do the excursion yeah. to Hollow Earth, but luckily Nate has a friend who happens to know a little monkey. Or maybe a big monkey maybe named big Kong. Monkey. I really like his character. I just... He just comes out of nowhere, though. Like, they find him out of nowhere. Like, they're just there. And then he's like, hey, you can do this for me. And I'm like, well, he wasn't in any other movie, so why should I care about him now? My favorite thing is, you know, in an interview, he was like, yeah, I tried to really, like, you know, I tried to go, like, die hard on this movie. Like, I embodied some of my favorite 80s heroes and I was like, really, man? Because this is the most forgettable performance I have seen in any movie. Yeah, that, you know what? Nail on the, I don't know the expression. Nail on the head, whatever it is. Nail on the coffin. So Nate goes to Eileen, who reluctantly agrees to ship Kong over to Antarctica to enter the Hollow Earth. They begin to transport Kong on a ship, which is very reminiscent of how they got Kong to America in the original 1933 King Kong. Now, Walter's daughter, who I didn't bother to learn the name of, shows up, and she... Mia. 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 I, wrote, I wrote that down, because I'm like, why is she here? Why, is, that, is that the actress's name? No, that's the name in the... In is the, Mia. Mia. Okay. Or Maya. Mia or Maya. It was now, I literally wrote down in my notes, and I'll show you, Walter's daughter, who I didn't bother to learn the name <laughs> of. So she shows up to make sure everything's following the plan that they had. Fine. Don't know where she came from. Well, Fine. I'm. Yeah. So, did, was Walter in King of Monsters? No, it was the other. It was the Game of Thrones actor. He was the one that was like the quote unquote villain. I don't even know the that the company was called Apex in King of Monsters. I don't even know if Apex was in King of Monsters. Was uh, I don't. I don't think so. See, this is what I'm talking about. When I feel like everyone watched Skull Island, and only so many people watched the Godzilla movies. Yeah, that that's fair. The God the the Godzilla twenty fourteen, I didn't really hear much hype about it until like this movie came out personally. I haven't watched it since it came out in twenty fourteen. Like I Same. saw it in twenty fourteen. I thought the plot was interesting. I was very confused as why they made Brian Cranston like they were making him out to be the star and then he died right at the beginning. And we're left with they Aaron. Really, they really did do that. They, like, advertised Well, and we were left with Aaron Taylor Johnson, and we were like, okay, so that's interesting way to go about this. this but Quicksilver went. Yeah, it's like, okay, cool, Quicksilver's here. But, yeah, so, like, not a lot of... I just feel like not a lot of people know the mythos of Godzilla. As I say this, not really knowing the mythos of Godzilla. Radioactive lizard from human war stuff you know with, with great lizard power comes great lizard responsibility, responsibility. To destroy Pensacola, Florida. now during a storm on the ship it's revealed to everyone that Gia can communicate with Kong through sign language and she actually taught Kong sign language that was so cool. I'm sorry. I really thought I thought it was weird for some like this, the monkey can say home in sign language. Why is the deaf the little deaf child the most compelling character out of this human cast? I was gonna say the same thing. She's the only one I really enjoyed. I well, I liked her. <laughs> she also didn't speak. I liked Team Kong a lot better than I liked Team Godzilla. No, like, yes. There was, yes. I think there was like three separate storylines going on in this movie. We had Team Kong, we had Team Godzilla, and then we had Apex. Apex. And then, you know, we had the actual monsters. But, I mean, I feel like I was just more compelled with Team Kong than I was Team Godzilla. Well, speak they had, like a driven plot, though, too. Well, they had a purpose. And then, speaking of Team Godzilla, we get back and Madison has recruited her friend Josh to help find Birdie. Josh shows up with his brother's van and Madison just takes the keys and she goes, my mission, my wheel. Okay, calm down, Millie Bobby Brown. I get it. I get it. Girl power. Raise the fist. Girl power. Raise the fist. Okay, yeah. I'm a feminist. I love girls. Oh. But what? what is this? I feel bad for Josh. This character gets a- absolutely no love this entire he literally movie. Just, he's like just a throwaway character, if you think about it. Like, compared to what Millie Bobby Brown's doing and I don't know the actor's name, but Bernie's doing... They kind of just, like, dismiss him a lot. 
Yeah, which it's like, jo- I think Josh overall does the most in that. Okay, spoiler alert. We'll get to that. So they're able to find Bernie by tracking down where he buys his bleach. After confronting him and having a talk with him, Madison displays that she thinks Godzilla attacked Apex because they're provoking him somehow. Bernie also agrees and for some reason shows off the fact that he keeps whiskey from his dead wife in a gun holster. That's a really weird like subplot or like motivation. I, I don't want to call it motivation because there's no way that his dead wife is like motivation for this, but... To throw that in there, it's obviously just like a foreshadowing kind of thing. Well, so, I I also forget. I watched this movie three times to make sure I understood the plot well enough to review it. Did they explain how the wife died? Did the wife no, die no. because it... Guess, I'm guessing Godzilla 2014, attack. I think, maybe. I'm Yeah, I'm guessing some sort of attack between one of the Godzilla moments. It ha- yeah, that's what I was thinking. I don't remember him and also... I know he just said she's passed on. I don't think they fully explain how or why, but I'm a- that's my guess, too. That's all I can really say about that. Meanwhile, back with... That's what I'm going to do when we have to switch. I'm going to just say meanwhile, back to which team. So meanwhile, back with Team Kong... It's revealed by Gia that Kong didn't want people to know he understood them, so he could just kind of carelessly go around his routine. Imagine if he knew sign language earlier. Kong's just giving the bird to everyone in the yeah. simulator. <laughs> Kong, Kong's just that cool, you know? But finally, we get to what we've been waiting for. Round one, Godzilla versus Kong. The 40-minute mark of the movie. Yeah, no, it is about 40. But here's something I'll say, which is I enjoyed... I never found the movie really feeling slow to me. I liked it, whereas King of Monsters... That movie's slow. That movie That's is slow. Really slow. I remember looking up, and I feel like I was I had enough moving factors to keep me entertained until round one of the fights. So round one, Godzilla shows up, and the fight begins. I mean, we're getting some awesome shots of them fighting. Kong rips off his chains. I mean, you see the shots of the pilot speeding away from Kong. You see the shot of the pilot who gets thrown by Kong at Godzilla. Oh, yeah. Kong jumps from ship to ship just to fight. He gets the first punch regardless. Oh, yeah. Right hand of justice. That tail of Godzilla's comes in handy, though, too. It does. He also does the diehard jump from the ship, where, like, when Godzilla uses his fire breath, speeds up, he jumps from the ship. It's just that giant kaboom. Eventually knocking Kong into the water where he's at a disadvantage. Luckily, Team Kong comes in to help by... What do they do with the water? They shoot missiles. What what was it called? It was like... They shoot... Discharge missiles. They do the discharge missiles to kind of, like, mess up uh, Godzilla for a moment so Kong can get back on the ship. Which, but that makes no sense. I don't know, like, what these discharge missiles do, but wouldn't it also affect Kong? I think they emit, like, a sound. Well, no, because the whole thing is, doesn't sonar to an extent? Yeah, I think. He has some kind of weird sense about him, but... Uh, pretty much, the missiles only affected Godzilla, though, is what they what is what the point of they were. Yeah, but, I mean, even then, Kongzilla... Uh, oh, my God, I just... Kongzilla! I just, that'd be so cool! I just called him Kongzilla. Well, Kong gets up on the ship... And um, Team Kong is like, okay, we need to play dead. Turns off everything. Turns off. Thought that was kind of dumb. Thought it was a cop out. Yeah, they're like, we got to make him think we won. So they just cut the power. And Kong also knows how to play dead too, which is funny. So Godzilla just. I don't think he was fully playing dead. I think he was just wiped. No, that's what I'm. That's what I'm. He also drowned in the water. Like there's even that specific scene where you see like like, water coming out of his mouth. Yeah, you can actually tell that he's struggling. I also feel like they made it very clear who was going to win that first round. I mean, Kong can't. Kong can't. Water. Yeah. Kong can't even go full out. You know. So round one obviously goes to Godzilla, Woo! even though, well, it's, you know, I think it was a Unfair. great, Unfair. It, no, but it was still a great fight. Like I loved all, I think the fight was only maybe like 10 or 15 minutes, but I don't even think it was that long at that point. Like, well, like the actual like fighting, yeah, but then it kind of just just like got Kong was drowning and then they had to play dead for like five minutes. So yeah, but I mean, regardless, still, in my opinion, great first fight kind of sets up everything. Meanwhile, back with Team Godzilla, Madison, Josh, and Bernie have snuck into Apex Lab to see if they can find anything. Bernie starts going on a tangent about how the mechanical part has been moved and has missing. And I mean, he's grabbing Josh. He's like, I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. Poor Josh at this point. 
surprised he went along with them. They're, Dude, well, it's, I don't it's know. His brother's band. He you, had to. Bro, you know my man Josh is crushing on uh, Madison or something. There should to be the reason. I feel like he has like the t- same relationship that Jake Johnson's character had with that girl from Jurassic World. Uh, Do you remember that movie where at the end of the movie where the Velociraptors are attacking and he goes, I really like you. And the girl's like, I have a boyfriend. I feel like that's the chemistry in this movie. Or maybe, you know what? Maybe they're just platonic friends. I guess because he wasn't in any movies till now and he's just... He's super vital in this movie. So, thanks to Madison, they're able to actually sneak into sub-level 33. And because they're about to be caught, they jump into a room which actually ends up to be a bullet train to China. Yep, they went from, wait, where was it? That was Pensacola, Florida, to yeah. Hong Kong, China? Naturally. As you do, you, you've you never snuck into a military base that actually turns out to have a bullet train to China? No, not once in my entire life. Man. That just proves the theory that there is if you dig down to no, China, that's, get China. No, that just proves to me that you're poor. And I'm... <laughs> I have a bullet train to China in my basement, you little poorie. So you're telling me we could go to China right now, but we're doing a podcast instead? Yeah. And you want to know what? What? I don't regret it. I don't let poor people on my bullet train to China at my sub-level 33. Ah, makes sense. Also, there's the eggs in them, too, right? They have yeah, the skull... Yeah, with the skull creature. It's skull something, but... Skull, skull creature, skull catcher eggs. I don't know. But right now, we gotta get back to Meanwhile with <laughs> Team Kong. They really do jump back and forth a lot. Team Kong has airlifted him to Antarctica. While in Antarctica, they are about to enter the Hollow Earth, but they need to have Kong lead them into the tunnel to get there because it's explained early in the movie that the only creatures that can find Hollow Earth are Titans who live there. Yeah, yeah, no, you're, yeah. And he, but what, my question is, like, why did he not want to go in, like, wouldn't he know about it? Or well, like, he didn't even want to be there. He just wanted to be back on Skull Island. Like, he's constantly yeah. saying home to Gia. Jaya. It is in Antarctica. Josh. It is in Antarctica, too, so he's probably freezing. Well, like, they're saying, like, I, I like how uh, Nate, uh, Nathan goes, he'll die out here. Yeah, it's the middle of oh, Antarctica, Antarctica, and he's a giant ape. Of course he'll die out here. What was your first plan, genius? So Nate almost gets uh, Eileen to trick Gia into getting Kong to go inside the tunnel. Not really trick. She They're more or less keeping they, the... They improvise their wording. I don't really know a better way to say it. They, like, they don't lie to Kong, but they like give him hope. But they don't really think there's anything down there. So here, so here's my thing, which this is something I get confused upon when I've watched this movie. Which, by the way, uh, during all three times I watched it, I really enjoyed it. Did 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 Nathan say to Eileen that they were just gonna bring Kong there to get him away from Godzilla? Or I I forget it a little bit. He he told um well. What what's Rebecca Hall's name? What's the the Kong expert's name in the movie again? The Kong Doctor. Yeah, what's her? Well, let's just say her. She Eileen Andrews. It's her Eileen name. Eileen Andrews. Her whole point of the movie was to keep Kong safe from Godzilla. Yeah. So he said to her that if we take Kong here and get that power source. Because that's what we can uh, keep Walter him safe, did. right? We can keep him safe and the human race. Safe. So here's here's the real question: Did we need Alexander Skarsgård, or could we just have the daughter approach Eileen instead and convince her? Yes. But hey, man, you, we need a man central character in this big movie. We just need a guy with the last name Skarsgård. Could have been Bill or Alexander. Could have been Pennywise. Could have been Pennywise. <laughs> but also, I think the reason why they make Alexander Skarsgård's character is because. The reason Walter went to him is, like you said at the beginning when you're talking about the plot, is he knows about Hollow Earth and, like, the research. So they had to make a character that's at least, like, familiar with it. Yeah, because they needed someone to lead into it. Yeah, even if he didn't... He hasn't been there, he might just, like, research it. So Team Kong heads into Hollow Earth, which looks strikingly like Skull Island. But just bigger. Just bigger. (laughs) Big Skull Island. Kong finds remnants of the Kongzilla War, trademark Jake's Review Kong uh, Corner. He also finds the Zilla Hammer. 
that what you call it? That's what I'm calling it. Also, I was super underwhelmed when I found out that he just finds that hammer and he oh, doesn't make it. I thought it was going to be like a King Arthur thing where it's like lodged in a rock and he gets to pull it out or something. I thought, no, I thought he was going to, I thought he made the hammer himself. Like, I thought that he was going to cool. take a fin during the first match. Ooh, I that feel would like be kind of like a scale on the back of, of Godzilla. Yeah. I feel like that wouldn't have been super hard for him to take a scale off of Con- uh, off of Godzilla during the first match. Mm-hmm. It would create a giant wound on his back though too. That would be maybe if it wasn't on water and it was like in maybe like Pensacola and they were fighting on land, it could have happened. Yeah, then he could have escaped in the water and Ramon would have gone to Kong, but. You know, that's not what happened. <laughs> Meanwhile, back with Team Godzilla, the Scooby Gang, Boo. Madison's team is now in Apex China. The biggest problem I have with this movie, by the way, is right in that scene, somehow, just by looking at a keypad to a door, Millie Bobby Brown just, like, type, like she pushes four buttons and it opens. How does she know that... Did the dad, the dad works for Apex, I thought, a little bit. But that's bit. Hong Kong. Hey, maybe they all have the same one, two, three, four number. Literally, it literally, I watched it. It's a triangle. She goes up, hey, bottom right, bottom she's left, use, middle. She's using her knowledge for me, Nola Holmes. Okay. All right. Whatever. She's uh, how about how about you just how about you, you know what? Let's take a break. You know, you were talking some mad heat about my girl Millie Bobby Brown before Look, we got. I don't in. think she's bad. It's just in a in a movie like this, they don't have to focus on their character as much, and if they bring in like actors that you know their names i expect them to do good work i don't think anyone did great work in this movie really because i think the name of this movie should be godzilla versus kong featuring the young upcoming star who's best friends with drake millie bobby brown all right then yeah put that in your podcast and then you you said it to hollywood hyphen said it to hollywood hyphen with the deadpool kid with <laughs> Go, not even the actor's name. Send it to Hollywood. See what happens. I don't know the actor's name. I'm, go, I'm going... Yeah, you wrote it down. <laughs> I wrote it. something, right? No, that's his name in the movie. It's oh. Julian Dennis portrays Josh Valentine. What a last name, too. They're like, man, we have this new character named Josh. Uh, what, what's like a dopey, rememberable, like 80s last name we can give him? And someone's wow. like, well, it's Valentine's Day. And they're like, that's it. Day. <laughs> And they're like, no, just name it Valentine. Just the overall, that group is just, I, I won't say it's their performance. The writing is really. You know, they just get, well, they get the weaker story because obviously they brought, they brought Madison Russell back. So there's continuation to the King of Monsters story. And she, to an extent, does help in this movie. Yeah, she does. So like, far as also figuring out what's going on with Mechagodzilla when we find out it's an Evangelion Mechagodzilla concept just, over here. Bro, I got so I wrote down my notes. Why is this certain turning into Pacific Rim? Like why? It's like a worse version of Pacific yeah, Rim. Yeah, but I almost I I like how they're using Ghidorah's like skull and like yeah, fragments like of fra- fragments of his DNA to build yes. Mechagodzilla and that's how they've been able to use it and that's how that's the whole reason why Godzilla attacked Pensacola is he got alerted and that also it also makes sense for the sake of why Godzilla is able to sense Mechagodzilla is because he's he has Ghidorah's DNA to an extent that's a really nice plot point that I agree with yeah because yeah, I feel like if it didn't have Ghidorah's DNA or it anything it would make no sense how he'd be able to find this stuff yeah because I'm sure Godzilla can't locate every spoon in the entire world. But maybe we'll find that out in the sequel. That'd be really funny. It's just Godzilla like, 2, the spoon quest. Literally just getting every spoon he can get. So Godzilla becomes alerted because of the freaking Neon Genesis Evangelion Mechagodzilla. That scene looks cool. I don't like... I don't like... What's it... What's his name? Ren. Ren. I don't like that his... For some reason his eyes have to roll to the back of his head. When he, like, is connected to Mechagodzilla. I don't like that either, but actually, you know what? I really did like it. I was like, ooh, sexy. No! (laughs) No, no, no. Off the record, no. Meanwhile, back with Team Kong, Walt's daughter, who I refuse to learn the name of, has stole... She stole the Hollow Earth's (laughs) energy, transports it to Apex. Eileen is like, whoa, what are you doing? Like, this wasn't part of the plan. And, of course, Walt's daughter, who I refuse to learn the name of, has does the, oh, o- does the only thing any movie villain can do. Run. Points guns at children. No, remember, she just... <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's like, 
blood. You're not going in. Her in the military. Yeah, I think they were, and I'm pretty sure she was just totally about to kill them all. Oh, yeah. Kong watches, become angry, and screams, and that's when we meet the parakeet bird bats. But, before we get into that, an interesting fact about the planet Earth. Apparently, if you go to Antarctica, you go underneath Antarctica, and you take hollow Earth, you can get to underneath Hong Kong. Yeah, so interesting. So interesting how that works. (laughs) Freaking Godzilla just fires straight down, because he senses Kong down there? Yeah, he senses Kong down there and shoots a tunnel down the hollow earth to, I guess, bring him up. But Godzilla is also in Hong Kong to go fight super awesome mega neon genesis mecha robo Godzilla. Also, I love when they see mecha Godzilla for the first time and Bernie goes, oh my god, it's robo Godzilla. And (laughs) Josh Josh goes, no. No. It's, it's Mecha Godzilla. I was like, shut <laughs> up. Millie Bobby Brown should have just looked and been like, it's the same thing. But then also Walter says it later. This this makes no sense, but I thought it was hilarious. Walter says later, my Mecha Godzilla. So I'm like, wait, did you hear them when they were out there and call it Mecha Godzilla? Walter Walter just has like an iPhone like up next to his <laughs> ear, like listening. He's like Mecha Godzilla. I, I like that. that. I, like I like that. that. Yeah. I don't like the robo one. I like the mecha one. <laughs> so before the bird parakeet bats can attack, uh, action hero Nate throws a rock at one of them and distracts it long enough that they can get in the haze and follow Kong up also, to Hong Kong. Another weird plot point that I want to bring up. How does he know to fly those things? Those are like apex ma- machines. Remember they were, Remember how she kept talking Maya, the, the girl you don't know. Who? Know her name. Exactly. Who? The daughter was um, whose daughter saying Walter's daughter, the leader. Oh, of Apex's oh daughter. yes, Walter's daughter. Of course. Why didn't she you just kept, say that? She kept saying earlier how like they're not helicopters. They're like Maseratis. If you think they're helicopters, like they're like higher technologically advanced stuff. But how does he know how to fly one of those? I don't know. I assume it's like any other Honda pilot. You just get yeah. in it, you start it up, and you drive, baby. I just think it's because he's the lead actor. I'm sure. Know. I'm sure he watched the Matthew McConaughey like commercial on it sometimes i go driving in a car and sometimes i drive in my hobby my hia what is it called it's called a heave right yeah i'm pretty sure it's something weird heave stands for hollow earth automobile velociraptor all right let's go with that so they fly and they chase after meanwhile Kong has come to the surface while meanwhile godzilla is already on the surface which means it's while meanwhile (laughs) Which means it's time for round two, which I have in quotation marks as oh. monkey hammer time. <laughs> that, that's like the best scene of the whole. The, this this part of the movie is the show stealer. It's so good. Yeah, and while like if you thought Godzilla had the upper hand on water, Kong has the upper hand on land. Oh my gosh! And I mean, he's throwing that hammer around like he just watched all three Thor movies back to back to back. <laughs> And even more so, he only paid attention to the third one. Yeah. This is, like, the last, like, 30 minutes of the movie, too. So it's just 30 minutes of Big Zillard versus... Zillard? Big Lizard versus Big Monkey versus Big Robo... Sorry, Mecha Lizard. And during this whole movie, they've made it out for you to kind of think that Kong is the central hero and Godzilla is the antagonist. But in this fight it's very much displayed that no neither of them are heroes and villains they're just big dumb monsters because there are so many casualties probably going on they literally destroy hong kong oh yeah same with even back on the aircraft carriers in pensacola florida there's so much death not like main character well main morally good characters there's no death oh my god i forgot to mention uh by the way everyone's favorite character walter's daughter uh died because they (laughs) trust They t- they tried to leave Hollow Earth first, and Cog grabbed the ship and crushed it. Yeah, but he, like, looked at it, and he's like, oh, I don't care about these people. Yeah, because he was probably trying to see if Jaya was on it, or Gia, or, geez, the I can... Death kid. Whoa. She has a name that I can't pronounce, buddy. Yeah, but, okay, then what's the daughter's name? Jaya. No, no, the daughter of... Oh, Walter. well, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> she deserved to die. She did. She deserved to die by being a villain that was too sexy for me to remember her name. Exactly. That's why I wrote her name. Down. She didn't deserve to be in Monkey Super Happy Hammer Time. That should be the new title of the movie. It should be. Meanwhile, back with Team Godzilla, uh, Madison and her friends have been captured. 
Walter explains that he is going to be using Mecha Godzilla to defeat both Godzilla and Kong and become the new Apex Physical. Predator, which is like, they're just trying to make humans like the number one Titan again. Of what I got from it was he was, he was just like, yeah, I'm going to basically control Earth now. That would have been a nice subplot if he won. But he didn't. <laughs> so he uses that monologue to let us know that he is going to be the new Apex Predator of Earth. And inserts the Hollow Earth energy into the Mecha Godzilla, which originally Ren doesn't consent to. He's like, I don't think it's a good idea. I don't think, like, we should do anything with Mecha Godzilla until we test it. Yeah, he said, you get in the machine. And of course, because they rushed it. They rushed it. No, they didn't rush it. I thought, I, you know, they had like forty minutes left, and these are forgettable movie <laughs> villains I didn't care about. So they begin to insert the Hollow Earth energy into Mechagodzilla, which turns out to corrupt Mechagodzilla, killing Ren, and the Mechagodzilla kills Walter because it can now think for itself. Proving once and for all that the Apex villains are super forgettable and I should have never learned their names because I just don't care. They're great and they overall help create Mechagodzilla, but you know, like, God... I'll give I'll give the credit to the to the writers. I like how Ren goes out. How it's like an oh, like too much power. Yeah, he gets like electrocuted. Yeah, and he's just like. Well, I also like how Walter died, which was he was just talking about how cocky he is now, and then he gets sideswiped. Like oh god, and then just. But it wasn't like a blast or anything. Like he like crushed him. He just like Godzilla used his just big ass hand and just went. Shh. Back to Godzilla, and Kong. They fought. <laughs> no. In round two. Godzilla has gotten the upper hand on Kong, and it's very clear who finally wins the fight between Godzilla versus Kong. Godzilla has pinned Kong to the ground. Even though Kong had the advantage on land, it's proven that Kong... Um, oh my god, I almost called him Kongzilla again. It's proven that Godzilla has the upper hand. They get into a screaming match, and Godzilla leaves Kong to die on the floor. As Kong's dying, Nate is able to revive him with using the heave to start up his heart. Gia convinces Kong to help Zilla fight Mechagodzilla now, as you naturally do. Yeah, also, can I, I gotta give credit to Alexander Skarsgård. That man got some legs. He yeah, threw was, the machine he, on top of a Kong, started it, and he booked it out of there and survived that um, reverse EMP because it, it produced those. Now, I'll say that last five to eight minute Kong Godzilla mecha fight is probably the highlight of the movie for me. I loved seeing Kong yeah. and Godzilla fight, but when they were teaming up. Oh, can, already, this is already spoiler. Yeah. Yeah. When Godzilla, like, fired his beam at the axe. And then he just went to town with the axe. Yeah, so Godzilla. that's a so that's a thing is Godzilla defeated Kong. Mechagodzilla overpowered Godzilla and Kong won that fight by chopping up Mechagodzilla with the Zilla hammer. So in the end, everyone got a win. Godzilla just got more wins. Pretty pretty much, which in my opinion, based on the last two movies. Godzilla only won with human help, if you think about it. Yeah. Like, remember in King of Monsters, like, they had to do No, that. I don't remember. That's fair. <laughs> they had to use, like, this big radiation bomb to power up Godzilla to defeat King Ghidorah. And then also Mothra came in and helped. So, Godzilla was kind of a weakling until this movie, who... Kong wasn't a weakling in his movie. Well, going but... back to human help, um... Freaking Mechagodzilla is still overpowering them, and Josh uses the freaking Bernie's dead wife whiskey to short out Mechagodzilla. Yeah. So Mechagodzilla's tail beam doesn't work anymore, and that's when Godzilla is able to cut him up. So Godzilla, or not Godzilla, so Mechagodzilla is destroyed by Kong using the Zilla hammer. Uh, all the townspeople are relocating, getting back together. Madison's dad is now in Hong Kong. Um, Josh, I like how Josh tried to explain the situation and he just goes, shut up, Josh. While Madison goes, dad, this is the guy who saved our lives pointing to Bernie. Bernie's super excited to meet Madison's dad. But once again, going back to poor Joshua, who risked his life yep. helping a friend. Saved He's, the day. He lit Josh is the reason they won the fight. Josh saved the world. He's treated horribly. Yeah. He's told to shut up by a man who's not in this movie for more than two scenes. And then Bernie is thanked as a hero. And Bernie did do a lot, but I'm just saying, you know, the respect for my my young, dear friend, J 
Josh Valentine is not Fire there. Fist. <laughs> From Deadpool 2. Fire Fist. Random question, because I don't remember now. I remember there being a scene where uh, Madison's dad is talking with someone to go to Hong Kong. How did he get there that fast? Did he take so, the train kind of thing? Or I don't so what happened? No. So when when Godzilla when they got alerted that Godzilla was leaving that kind of Pacific Ocean to head to Hong Kong, that's how he found out, and he was already heading there. Oh, and, he was already heading there. Okay. Yeah, and Madison happened to have called him and was well. No, Madison was in the holding. Hong, Hong Kong. Yeah, she was already in Hong Kong. Finally, in the last couple of minutes, we get a scene of Kong and Godzilla staring at each other where they both yell. They acknowledge each other. You know they're just thinking about kissing each other, but they both go go their separate ways. (laughs) For now. Kong lives happy in the hollow hollow earth with uh, Gia. (laughs) We never found out if it was Gia or Jaya. I think it was Jaya, right? you look at the subtitles it might show you how it's like spelled and that might help but i don't know anyway kong lives happy in the hollow earth with jaya eileen dr nate yeah and finally the movie ends with a very happy kong you know he's jumping around to that movie ending song which i thought they missed the mark on i don't know what song they use but it should have been upside down from the curious george soundtrack yeah i do agree but they do leave the movie open but also closed. Like you, you said, you were talking about earlier, how like if they, if it doesn't be, become a, a successful movie, it kind of can like wrap up, but it's also open. Yeah, it's open enough that if they want to do a sequel on this movie, they can. They can come back and they can probably make a Godzilla versus Kong or Godzilla Kong team up movie of sorts. I doubt that they ever could, but it's, it's open again if they want to do a Kong movie. Um, but it's also closed if they want to end the monster verse here, which I, I mean, don't think they will. from it's what, money. from what I've heard, it all depends on how this one does, but this movie also has the highest grossing pandemic box office at yeah, the moment. I was, I actually not uh, counting like Japan's box office. No, right yeah. Now. I actually, I, I saw something cause before when we discussed about like when we're doing this, um, it's like five days of godzilla versus kong coming out those five days it already passed wonder woman 84 well and what i think helps this movie among other movie is i mean godzilla huge in the japanese box office huge in the asian box office and then once again you have kong who is an american icon you know so you're playing two countries and you're able to do better at the box office because of it you know uh, overall, I'll say it. I enjoyed this movie. I had so much fun with it. Um, I know we are characterizing the human characters a lot, and you know, there's times where the story does fall flat. Personally, for me, I loved it. I think it's a perfect eight out of ten movie because it knows what it wants to be. It's not a serious drama. Godzilla versus Kong isn't gonna win any major awards. It's not gonna win Best Picture. But yeah, but I think you you have fun. you have so much more fun with this movie than yes, you would yes. with other movies, and that's what I was going back to why it's doing a better job at the box office than Tenet because you have so much more fun with that this movie. Also, really slow. I'm looking back now, I like Tenet. I didn't hate it. I didn't think it was terrible. But I like you know, if Godzilla and Kong would have came out at the same time, I think it would have. Yeah, because also Tenet makes you think. And it takes up more of your time. You know what you're going to go see when you go see Godzilla vs. Kong. Yeah. You just sit there and watch. I mean, as a hardcore, I was on Team Kong during all this. I was still, I was super upset when he lost. But, I mean, at the same time, it makes sense. He won at the same time? In the same, well, no. They were. Not the fight, but. He didn't win the fight. But I, they were honest with the fact of when they were doing the press releases for this, they were like, yeah, one person is really going to win and one person is going to lose. I think they said someone was going to die, which I guess I they... I guess Mechagodzilla. That's, that's like when the Vision actor was like, oh, no, we have another special guest who I can't wait to wait the work oh, with. myself. <laughs> yeah, and it turned out to be himself. So here's a question. If you could pick another Godzilla Kong, like, face-off, so... Who, who would you want Godzilla the verse next? So, I know they already had an end credit scene with Mecha King Ghidorah. I don't care about that. Unless, uh, if this movie take, I'll tell you two things. 
This movie can take take off in two ways. If humans still don't like Godzilla, they could form the Global Defense Force, which is which is a Godzilla like staple. It's it's a human led product like Apex kind of, where they make machines and like other big Titan like creatures to defend against Godzilla and other Titans. Mecha King Ghidorah's one, Mecha Godzilla's one. There's this one called Mogira, it's just this big robot. It's it's weird, but that can happen. I would I wouldn't mind another Mecha King Ghidorah kind of thing. I just like King Ghidorah, but I would like to introduce the um the this is gonna sound weird. It's like an extra thing. There's a mutant type of uh, Titan. They're just called mutants, and there's um the cla Oh, this one isn't a mutant, but that'd be cool. This one of the coolest ones from what I used to watch called Gigan. I don't know if you ever heard of the big creature called Gigan. It's just really weird. I know about the Giver. I don't know about Gigan. No, Gigan, he's this really weird... I'll pull up a photo later. He has, like, this really weird, um, like, metal arms. Like, he has, like, a Cyclops vision thing. Is he Is he one of, like, the heroes that fought alongside he, Godzilla? No, he's a... He's, like, an alien, like, villain thing. Interesting. He, he, came, he didn't come from Earth. He's, like, outside. I just think... I just... It's a big staple, and I loved it as a kid, so I wouldn't mind seeing a Gigan fight or just another Godzilla versus more mechs kind of thing i think i think i have the perfect next villain ask me ask me who should godzilla fight next who should godzilla fight next paul bunyan all right the real american hero all right we supersize we supersize an american redneck to fight godzilla you know honestly that doesn't sound terrible that's my touching tribute to lucas freeman who couldn't come on the show today is pitching (laughs) paul bunyan versus godzilla i'm sure lucas would very oh, much he probably would have talked like good 10 20 minutes about it if he was here i think if you pitched a redneck versus godzilla lucas freeman would go why not me how about okay then how about in your opinion now we have lucas's let's let's take godzilla out what would be your next kong movie my, big kong, kong my movie. next kong movie see but this this is where this Kong. so here's the here's the moral problem with kong movies is you've there's never really been sequels to them minus the 1970s kong movie where they did do a sequel because king kong story is always kind of one film type of done if you're thinking of the 1930 the 1970 and the 2005 movie which is it's about king kong he's captured from skull island he brought to new york and he dies at the end of his movie now skull island redirected it to not kind of have that same mythos. You know, he wasn't captured and brought to American land. He's lived on Skull Island. Now he's in Hollow Earth. So the rational next big step for him would to be going up against a monster who's maybe invaded Skull Island, maybe Hollow Earth, something like that. Maybe a monster starts terrorizing the land and we have no idea where Godzilla is. Who knows? But that's 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 the problem when you write these characters kind of into a corner, you know? And you also, a big problem with it, too, is, like, like the really cool intro we were talking about, it shows them defeating all of the Titans introduced in the last Godzilla movie. Yeah. The only Titans left are Kong and Godzilla. Yeah, unless they make Mecha Kong like they did in... I don't want to see I that. I don't want to see that either. That'd be really dumb. Did you ever... So you've never seen King Kong versus Godzilla, not... No, I've never... This is the first Kong-Godzilla movie I've so seen. Maybe, I knew about So maybe the reason why... So that's obviously why Godzilla got top billing in this movie. So they could... Uh, so they could tell the difference between this movie and the 60s movie. So that movie ended with actually Kong winning and he drowned Godzilla, question mark? That's or he emerged... That's not funny. He emerged from the water, and Godzilla didn't in that movie. So that was always interesting to me. Yeah. Well, I think I think we've run out of things to talk about at this movie, but <laughs> what was your rating? I, I said I'd give it a nice 8 out of 5. I mean, 8 out of 10. The only reason, I'm, I think I'm going to go with a good 7, and the only reason is, I said this earlier, there's two things I want to say about it. I think it was great. I enjoyed watching it. That last 30 minutes, like, I was just enthralled in watching it the only thing with it is for like my opinion and my my mind was it had potential it was a bit too predictable still great but also i know it's not for the human plot line but because that's what you see mostly maybe just the writing could have been a bit better for them like may give me at least one character to care about 
you know, like maybe one, and then throw in the fights. Like, I want to enjoy the whole movie, not just 30 minutes or like, you know, I did enjoy the adventure with Kong. I really enjoyed that. I didn't care about the characters, but overall as a movie, I really enjoyed it. I'd watch it again just for fun. So I give it a good seven out of 10. Okay, that's fair. I mean, like I said, I, I we made fun of the human characters a lot. I enjoyed them all. I even enjoyed Millie Bobby Brown coming back and reprising her role that, from King of Monsters. That was pretty cool. Like, I'll give it that. Well, it's nice that, you know, in a movie where it's all new characters, they at least got her to come back. They have some continuity. You know? I So I wonder if they tried to get the dad back and the dad just didn't want to come back to do the movie. Who knows? For a, for a basic five out of maybe four out of ten movie, well, he, it was decent. Who knows? Maybe later in life we'll get a sequel to this movie, and who knows? Maybe later in life this will be the end. But later <laughs> in life we know one thing, Paul which Bunyan is there is more. Us. Yes, Paul Bunyan will protect us. There's more Jake's review corner to come. So for today's episode, I'm Jacob Daniel, and I am Sean. Farmer. Thanks for sucking, Sean. Yeah, that's why I did that. Say your name. Say it proud. I'm gonna I'm gonna restart. Sean Tormey. No, you have to say I'm Jacob Daniel. And I'm Sean Tormey. And you've been listening to Jake's Review Corner, the only podcast that lets Sean on because he's a terrible person. You stupid, dumb idiot. This sounds very familiar. You're like, you cannot use the same insults my mom used at me. <laughs> yeah. See you later, guys. Hey, guys, real quick. Thanks for listening to the episode today. I want to shout out Sean for coming on the show. Sean, you did great. Uh, maybe next time we can work on a better outro for you. Make sure to go check out his podcast, Average Films for Average Joes, on Spotify.